0: Hello and welcome to the Dad Jeans podcast. My name is Dideron and along with my co-hosts Brian and Harris, each episode we'll try to unpack, examine and discuss the DNA of healthy fathering. While all three of us are fathers, the road to fatherhood has been different for each of us. It's our hope that those differences and the perspectives they bring will only add to the conversation. Thanks for listening. Most of us are familiar with the game Two Truths and a Lie. For those who aren't, it's typically used as an icebreaker where each person shares two true and one untrue thing about themselves. Today, we're going to remix that game and play what we're calling Two Lies and a Truth. But before we get into it, let's check in. Fellas, what's good?
1: Tell it, man. How you doing?
0: Hey, man, it's Wednesday, bro, and I'm trying to make it. <laughs> Harris, what good. about you?
1: Hey, man, same,
2: same, same. It is. This this a hump day for real,
1: yeah. Who um, you telling? This, who you this telling? was
2: <laughs> this was a struggle day for Man.
1: real. I mean, it was raining out here in the DMV, just real gloomy. Just it was Groovy? like I had my feet in the ground, but and, and I was moving, but I wasn't.
2: Um, the way I described it was, it felt like I was wearing a wet weighted blanket. Like that—that's the kind of day it was.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Woke up yeah. with
2: a cold, dreary. Heavy weighted blanket on me,
1: and it's been like yeah. off and on like the last couple of days with the rain. And I tell you, man, when you are quarantined in the house and you can't get out, you find that <laughs> where you live gets smaller and smaller. Mm. So, yeah, and the know. rain
0: just brings a, a extra level of you can't go outside. Like you can't nah. even go for a walk. Nah. You
1: know? nah. No, no.
2: I, I opened up my kitchen door and just looked out, and it was just like, nope. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Might as well have shields.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I do have a bright spot. Today, I had my first Popeye's chicken sandwich.
1: Oh. 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 Inquiring minds want to know. Listen,
0: first off, uh, Popeye's is always a toss-up for me. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I knew that we might be dealing with some issues later, but it was just that kind of day.
1: I took a chance mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, it was incredibly okay.
1: Oh, okay. What? Yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah. I've never heard that before. It's, I mean, is you can never needed? tell. Yeah. Well, that's different. <laughs> it was,
0: yeah, it was just like a hot chicken sandwich. I mean, and, and. I don't know if maybe they, you know, they pull back on some of the herbs and seasonings because of the coronavirus, or if they're just trying to get it out and they're not putting 10 to 11 care in. But it was just, yeah, it was just a sandwich, dude.
2: Compared so, yeah. to Chick fil a sandwich, what would you
0: say? So what I appreciated about this sandwich is that it was hot. Like, if I feel like they made it after I ordered it. Chick-fil-A, sometimes you just get that little foil Yeah, bag and, man, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah.
0: it's a grab bag. Like, maybe you got a fresh one, or maybe you got the one on the bottom of the mm-hmm. last uh, group. So, I mean, it was a good sandwich. I'm not going to front on it. I, I can't see myself going to wait in line. I'm probably not going to get into a knife fight in order to get mm-hmm. one. But, um, you know, on a rainy day, it'll hit the spot.
2: I was going to say, you sure you you just not holding back because you don't want to be, you know, the black guy or the black father show talking about the good chicken sandwich?
0: And listen, I, I was actually prepared to be that dude. Now, I will say I reserve the right to hit y'all back with a text 12 hours from now. Like, no, it was all bad.
1: But, As we're eating but one. It,
0: Right, right. And, and, and the first, the first fresh un- unwrapping and, b- and biting in, it was all right. So that's that's the best I got for you.
1: You know, I haven't had one. I, I just, I just, I've just not had the urge. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just something about that Chick Fil A man and them pickles. I'm like, I, I don't want to be in this conflict. I just, you know what? Let me go <laughs> with what I know. But I heard that they are off the chain though. So I, at some point, I might have to check out Popeye's because look, Popeye's is, is legit.
2: So I got it, but then I had them put extra pickles on and their pickles, (laughs) fresh pickles, man. Like it's, it's a good sandwich. You know, I mean, I think all of us have to say, you know, the caveat, you know, is not yell at someone. Like one time I went And I was like, you know what? Let me just see. Like, I'm I'm the dude that like only went to Black Friday once, right? So this was my Black Friday experience. I went in, and you know, it was the line, and there was one person that was getting a little, little, little huffy, and I was just kind of like,
1: Not today, not today.
2: Saw it a million miles away, you know, just this this big dude just getting a little huffy, and I was just like going home going home so finally one day i was just driving past one and nobody was in the um drive-thru and i got it you know got got one for the whole family and i was just kind of like yo this is a pretty
1: good sandwich extra pickles. <laughs>
2: and,
0: and see that's the thing right i um i was like you know Everybody's kind of stressed right now anyway. I know I had a kind of blah day. So I was like, I hope it's no drama. But but you brought up a point, Harris. I want to ask, have y'all found yourself like getting into it? Not not with like family members or anything, but like in just in general population, have you have you found yourself interacting a little differently with other people when you do come across them?
1: People like it who? depends on the like, context. Yeah, yeah, it depends yeah, on like sure. the, the, the I'm, context. I'm sorry. I
0: mean, I mean. Like, since we've been quarantined, like, I I feel like everybody's running a little hotter. Mm.
1: In Mm. public, definitely, right? Whether it is a grocery store run or a Costco run, it's, you know, you a little bit too close, bro. This dude
0: hit me on my heels at Costco. Because, you know, you have to wait in that line outside.
1: Yeah, Um, yes.
0: So, so like, the first two times I was like, hey, man, six, six feet. Can't give me six feet if you run running over my ankle. First off, nobody wants to get their heels hit with a basket anyway. Nah.
1: Period. I mean, mm-hmm. our mamas told us that long before we knew that pain. Right.
2: And them carts hit different after 30. Oh, right.
1: yeah.
0: My Achilles, like, yeah, you, my Achilles are commission. barely holding on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. dude bumped me that third time. Now, keep in mind, we're not going anywhere. I turned around and shoved the basket into him. And at this point, I was like, what? dude, D down what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, like, he's there with somebody else, and the other dude recognizes what happens while the other dude just knows he's been hit with the basket. And he's like, it's cool. And I turn around and I was like, okay. I was like, God, give me an opportunity to show grace. Like, I, I realized that, I- that it's a <laughs> lot going on right now. I'm in a Costco, it's probably been an hour.
2: I feel like and, God was uh, going to be like, you a little late that
0: well, no. <laughs> <laughs> was like one that that was your opportunity to show grace and you blew it but 10 minutes later the dude bumped it to me again and i turned around and i was like you know what man we're just all trying to make it." He was like i'm so sorry i'll turn the basket sideways and i was like yeah okay hey listen this is this is me showing grace this is way better than us getting into a fist fight and, and look the police were there so they're, like, mm. outside monitoring the line. So I was like, the last thing I want to do is get arrested nah, for fighting yeah. over a basket w- Look with a mask on. Mm. So,
1: yeah, it was a bad Yeah, let's not. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, if that would have ended up going south, you know, we wouldn't have been able to, to really hear this chicken sandwich story. So, you know, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, really exactly. really proud you know of what? you, man, because, you know, you made my day with the chicken sandwich.
0: Thank you for bringing the full circle. I had chicken sandwiches to eat. And uh I can't be getting caught up in Costco.
1: I I I ain't mad at you. Live On the eat another note, chicken sandwich.
0: Yeah, buddy. So I'm looking forward to today's show. It's it's yeah. a little bit different. Um, Harris, this was your idea. So would you would you take a moment to kind of break it down so, so before we jump in so that people can get an idea of what to expect?
2: Sure, sure, sure. So I said, you know what, we need we need to have a little fun uh every now and now and then and also Something that we could do when we have special guests, so everyone knows the game: two truths and a lie. Or if you're not familiar, um, you know it's usually used as an icebreaker. So you would say two truths, one lie, and then you know everyone would have to guess, you know which one is the truth, and you get a point. Um, but that's not really what we're doing today. What we're going to do today is two lies and the truth. And it's really just a kind of a lighthearted way of talking about some of the lies that we were told um, becoming a father. I'm sure, or even just growing up as men, you know, the things that we heard, not all of our mentors were necessarily great ones. Um, You know, TV is full of lies and machismo and all of that stuff. So um, I'm sure. I am absolutely positive that there are certain things that we believed wholeheartedly, especially as young men in our 20s, with all the answers. Um, and now we're kind of like, yeah, this is what
1: is actually true. So that's the crux of it. I mean, let's jump in. Let's go.
0: I'm excited. All right, Harris. This is, this is your show. Start it off.
2: Oh, OK. I, got, I get to go first. All right. Well, so here's yeah, my first. Buddy. So there's no guessing around it. Like I'm telling you, this is the first lie. So, the first (laughs) lie.
1: (laughs) If I was a kid. Hey, my my mom, I'm going to lie right now.
2: Right now. Oh, man. Yeah, that's one of my children. All right. So, (laughs) the first lie is, um, what did I call it? Uh, Being... So a big part of like growing up as a man is, you know, you being told, you know, you can do anything as long as you put your mind to it. You know, the 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 world is your oyster and all you gotta do is focus and all you have to have is willpower. And, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who still, you know, believe that, but um I grossly <laughs> overestimated my abilities to deliver. Um you know, before a child. Like, when when I had my first child, I'm thinking ain't nothing gonna change. I'm talking to my homeboys. We used to get wings on Tuesday. They're over there like, oh, dang, this is probably gonna be our last time. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Just give me my, you know, give me my two months. And, you know, I'll be back, man. And they all the men with children just kind of chuckle. Like, <laughs> he thinks he's gonna be the same. Take um, a
0: picture of that brother. We ain't never seen
2: that. We him. Ain't
1: never yeah, absolutely.
2: And you know, I was you know, and I'm still big on accountability, and you know, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to flake out on people. But let me tell you, the exhaustion. Uh, what I realized is that I am finite. Like I do hit walls, um, and but that has to be okay. And what I mean by that is, uh, God has only given me but so much energy. But that limited energy is enough. It has to be enough. You know, because they, they ain't no more. <laughs> so it's kind of like a, one of those ways to, you know, get rid of imposter complex and also Dunning Kruger. Like I'm not walking around here overestimating my abilities. Um, but when I hit a wall, I'm healthy enough to say, hey, this is a limit. This is a healthy boundary. Um, and guess what? Y'all are going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Um, you know, and for all the people who are just like, you know, uh, if you sleeping, you ain't making money. If you, you know, all the, all these, these hype man type things that people say, you know, the truth of the matter is health and mental wellness uh, is is really important. And second, there's always a sacrifice. So if it's going to be, you know, Uber business and, you know, yada, 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 guess what? The family's going to sacrifice. If it's all family, um, you know, the business is going to sacrifice. Like it is not about even balance. It's about rhythm uh, in my opinion. So, so yeah, that was the lie, man. Just um, over, just infinite energy. You just got to think about it. Nah. Mm. B- before,
0: b- before we go further, you mentioned and Kruger. What is that?
2: All right. So Denner Kruger is when people overestimate their um their intelligence. So it's like, if somebody doesn't have, if someone people who is Socrates, I think they said, said, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. It's like the opposite mm-hmm. of that. The less you know, the more you think you know.
0: It's like 90% of the people think they're in the talents 10th.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
0: <laughs> Got it. No, I, I follow. I follow. So let me ask you this, because I know this was my experience. That first year of fatherhood, bruh, yo, it was great for me getting out of stuff I didn't want to do. I was like, oh, you know, the kid. <laughs> I was like, I'm never doing things I don't want to do again. And Ella yeah. was chilling. <laughs> was was your kid ever your uh, your cover story?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's funny that you even brought that up because, like, I wasn't gonna mention it. You know, <laughs> I wasn't gonna. But listen, that especially that first year, hey, the baby, not even my wife. I gotta, you know, I gotta be there. <laughs> um, man, I didn't realize I was an introvert until having my first child. I was like, the home is nice,
1: yeah, and it's safe. I gotta be here with y'all, wilding out. Listen, listen.
0: No, I feel it, I feel it.
1: okay. So
0: Brian, you want to go second or should I jump in?
1: Uh, go ahead and jump in.
0: Okay, all right. So caveat before I start saying before I even start talking, I am not referring to manners, mm. but my lie is chivalry. It is a complete lie. like not, yeah. not only is the notion built on like very shaky ground from, from the front end, but it's so inconsistent. And, I, and I'll give <laughs> you, I, I came ready to give examples. I hear you breathing, Harris. I came ready to give examples. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so I'm not, I'm not one of the married brothers. So I still date. And on more than one occasion, um, a woman who I've been out with will say, well, you know, as a man, I know you want to sit facing the door. So I'll sit in this seat. and so what I end up thinking is, and what I've actually said on a couple of cases, like, one, I don't live the type of life that requires me to to need an eye on the door. And two, if you're the type of woman that's gonna watch somebody come up behind me, then, <laughs> then tell me now.
1: <laughs> exactly. and, and we could
0: just end here. <laughs> um, the <laughs> the notion that simply because I am a man, the woman gets the less ideal seat. Right? What if it's a restaurant where it's one of them half booths and then a chair, but the half booth is the one that's looking at the door? Like, my thing is, as it relates to manners, if there is a seat that's more comfortable, I will give the woman that option. It's not about we got to watch the door because, like, this ain't a bank robbery. And so, like, I think <laughs> some, of these, some of these notions are, are just kind of crazy. And, and what they do is they limit the person who you're trying to show your best to. But then the question mm. is, are you really trying to show your best? Or are you just doing these? Are you, are you playing a part? Okay, so that's the first one.
2: Oh, no, I, go I'll ahead, just, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I I completely agree. I know you're you're probably shocked. I absolutely 120% agree with that philosophy. I used to think, it, uh-huh. what used to get on my nerves is, I remember when I was younger and we would go to the mall and it's like, I would open the first door if you will wait for me to run around you to open the second <laughs> door, you are yeah. not a logical being. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think, I don't expect a woman, like, you know, there's some things you open a car door and they're like, oh, the woman has to lean over and open it to let you in on the other side. No, you don't have to do that. I, that's silly, in my opinion. Power door locks.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, right. Gestures. And like, I mean, and you know, I, I think about, uh, what was it the Bronx tale? Right. And right. like, that was, that was the, the, the big, like, she's the one moment and he, 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 like like you said like there are power locks right but then there's also this sense of what am i expecting right mm-hmm. like I, she got she got in the car why should i be upset or why should that be an x in the box if she doesn't yeah R- and what's my arbitrary?
0: You're gonna turn this into a battle of wills?
1: Like Exactly. No. Like, are you taking a scorecard? Like, <laughs> like, first of all, thank you for going out with me. Second of all, no. you didn't check all the boxes. You selfish.
2: And it's game. My issue is there are a lot of dudes who do, you know, do a lot of that stuff. And it it really isn't a true indicator of their um of their intentions. You know, in some ways it's a trap. You know, um, I mean, I'll do it, but just know it ain't in my heart. Like, what, what's in my heart is going to be, you know, what's genuine happened? gestures. Yeah. How I, you know, me paying attention to the details. That That is what matters for me. Right. And, and you know, and every, every
1: situation is different, too, right? Like, yeah. you may be out with a significant other, your wife or whomever, that grew up not expecting that right and so then if you go in with the mindset of you know what every time she comes back to the dinner table i'm going to stand up or Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to pull her chair out or i'm going to order for her you know do you want that moment where you're checked and be like look okay thank you but no thanks so you have to know how to how to pivot but if you go in with this mindset of you know what this is how i am treating every situation you 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 you're definitely in for a surprise. Mm-hmm.
0: So so B, that's the perfect segue. So and 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 let me be clear. I consider myself a gentleman, and there there are gestures that I make from opening doors. But it's not just because you're the object of my affection. It's because like. I believe that this is how you should be towards people, right? You should actually also hold the door open for women who you're not trying to sleep with. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to hold the door open for a dude who's behind (laughs) you. Like, like, this doesn't mean anything. And I think that part of being a gentleman is just a considerate person as opposed to these gestures that hopefully are going to get me somewhere. But like, um, the second example is walking on the outside. I, I was raised. You walk on the outside. All these yeah. antiquated reasons why, you know, car jumped the the, the curb. Uh, the idea of the pot to piss in and people throwing it out the window. It's your idea as a man. Your your responsibility to see it. But I'm walking with my daughter, and she says to me, "Daddy, will I always have to be on the inside?" And it was at that point that I realized that. So my efforts to operate in this role are limiting to her. Mm -hmm. And, and so it was, it was a great opportunity to have a conversation. And, you know, what I said was, let's switch, let's switch, right? Because this is what it means. This is why I'm doing it. So if you're going to walk on the outside for this, this half a block, this is what you need to do. You need to have your situational awareness. You need to be able to watch the cars go in both directions. You need to be looking out for me. These are, these are the reasons why I'm doing this because I care about you. And Mm -hmm. so like, Spending time asking why are we doing these gestures, I, I think is is valuable because some of them we might throw away. Like the idea, I mean, I've never actually in all my life known someone to put their jacket over a puddle, but I would give a give a woman my jacket who was cold. But like, mm-hmm. if I put my jacket over the puddle and you just stepped on it, and now it's cold, who's gonna wear this wet jacket? You, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like some of this stuff doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, but
1: yeah,
0: I um. I, I it was interesting actually, that having a daughter made me look a little closer at some of that
2: stuff. I've actually gotten into like little tiffs with um with my wife about like the walk-in on the outside. Um and it just when I really think about it, it's not worth it. Like, you know, it's it's the stuff really plays in the patriarchy. Um sure. You know, like all right. Well, now you just gonna you know let me be the man. You know, like <laughs> can she really take that? <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's right. It's just it's just weird. There's a lot of stuff. that's just it's just weird. I'm just always kind of like, why? Why are we doing this? Stupid.
0: I mean, I definitely think that there are gestures that we should make, but we should make sure that we understand how they are received.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and it, if they are if. If they're welcome.
0: Yes. yes, absolutely. You know, look, if me paying for dinner offends you, please let me know.
1: I, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much money I've invested to in, into dinners. Oh, my gosh.
0: It, it, look, it's a, a food oppression.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> I went to the bar one time, and again, young, dumb. And I was like, you know, can I buy you a drink? And the woman just turned around and I was like, why? I was like... You're pretty. <laughs> I mean, hey,
1: worked, hey! As, at some point, I would have been like, "Yes, that works. That works." <laughs> it worked,
2: but you know what I mean? She she blew my mind, like right there, like that. Oh, we didn't both sign this agreement. I thought this is just no. Okay.
1: So, hey, but here, I, but here, I, but here's I, the kicker. Been in a bar, asked a a, a a young lady to to buy her a drink. And she turns to you and she says, no, let me buy you one. What's the initial reaction?
0: So that's oh my. literally my, it's happened. So I, I met this woman at a bar. We're, we're having a conversation. The conversation is good. And I said, you know, I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm going to have a drink. Would you like one? And I could see the no on her face, but she's trying to figure out how to say it. And so I say to her, a sincere question can take no for an answer. And and I can see like the tension let up and she says, you know what, can I buy you a drink? And I was like, yeah, no, listen, I didn't get the number. It's not like, there was no happily ever after, but (laughs) there are, we don't realize all of the things that are kind of tied up with some of these gestures. So when she said it, Brian, I was like, I was like, yeah. A free drink, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's something that men have no experience with, <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, it was well received, and I and I think that it was good for her because there was no feeling of obligation, and absolutely. and I hate that that would that, that would ever be on the table, but the reality mm-hmm. is that for some people it is. Yeah. Okay, so that's my lie.
1: B, you're up. <laughs> so I want to. I want to give a caveat. Okay gotten so much pre-marriage kind of what do you want to call it advice right and Mm -hmm. you can put all of this advice into this pre-marriage package right and so then this is what you go into a marriage believing and one of the first garments i pulled out is that marriage is 50 50 and let me tell you that's a (laughs) full face lie that's a bold face lie And I say that coming from the perspective of, here's an example. If my wife is sick and she can only put in 25% and I put in 50, do I then get upset that she can't put forth that other 25%? Right. And what does that even look like? Mm -hmm. And so I, in the small amount of time that we've been married, said, Marriage is never going to be 50-50, and that's okay. Marriage should be what you can give and what is being asked of you. And that is a shifting scale at all times. And there are going to be points where you feel that you're giving more and your spouse feels that you're not giving enough. And that too is okay if it engages you into getting what you need for the sanity of each other. And I was thinking, I'm like, I've never seen a marriage that is 50-50. And if you do, is that a mask, right? Mm -hmm. Or the more you began to know that even if I am tapped, like today I was exhausted. And I knew that my wife was exhausted too. But I was like, you know what? Let me figure out a way to get 10 more percent so I can just go in the kitchen and just start cooking, right? And so. It, it it's, it's, it's so shocking that that was something that I took into marriage and early on made some mistakes and some missteps because here I am thinking, I'm like, you ain't given enough. Mm. Okay. You ain't given enough. Guess what? Tomorrow I'm taking some time off too. Mm. And what did that end up producing? Conflicts, fights. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I, I was going to say not, chaos. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So a- a you know that
0: time.
1: yes, that yeah. ESPN time. I'm like yes, ESPN and I were were besties for some time. But you know, it's so interesting that that is a belief that a lot of people have, and yeah. no knock to anybody. If you know you've built your union around both of you contributing you know, an ample amount, and if it equates to 50-50, so, so forth, so on, good for you. But I think it should equate to what you can and what is needed so that the outcome can be what both of you are happy happy with. So that's that's been, you know, one of the biggest lies that that was told to me. But the funny thing is, is I can never put a face to individuals that have said it. Right. Like, I, I don't think my dad ever told me that. Right. I don't think my boys ever told me that, but right. Like, I don't know where it came from, but it stuck and it landed. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you, you wear it like a badge until you get to a point where you're like, man, take this crap off.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good one. That's just
1: such a solid one. Um, I think. And it was interesting hard. because I was, I was, I, I'm sorry, but I was thinking, no, I was like, it. which one of y'all gonna be like, yesterday or today is 50 50s? That was, that was one of my initial thoughts. I was just like, I thought D was gonna be like, nah, nah bro, it is 50 50. <laughs>
0: Listen, what I say, mm-hmm. put, put that extra percentage in the bank because you might need it tomorrow. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> right. Exactly, exactly, It'd exactly. 60
0: 40 today, 40 60 tomorrow. Sometimes <sighs> she's carrying you, you carrying her the next day.
2: Marriage is about grace. That's what a yeah. lot of people don't realize, you know. Like, there's a lot about marriage that I think teaches you uh, more about the Creator, God, you know, whatever. I think, you know, there's this notion of, in in the Christian faith that you know, fall falling short of the glory of God. We, you will always fall short of the expectations of your mate because you're not that person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? So. The sooner you can just accept this notion of I'm being gracious because I know, you know, she's going to, um, you know, sometimes she's going to let me down. But I'm, I know I, I'm letting her down sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thank you for being a reflection because I am. Um, if if that's what we went by, I just it would have been over.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Like,
2: and again, overestimating my ability, like I said, from my first one, you know, thinking, oh, I could always get my 50 percent. Man, listen, you 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 get a little spell. or You you know, you hit some hard times. Yeah. You be like, um, you got some of that grace. On the side.
1: What a side to give me some more.
0: We, we fresh out, player. Sorry. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Now, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. Round two. Harris, you Round back
2: Brown. too. All right. So the next one. Um, this is just something I discovered over the years. Okay. I've discovered that I'll say most because they say when you say all, oh, that's a lie. Um, most men have this notion of I call it uh Bonnie and Clyde, or um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, uh, you know, whatever. So my thing is, so for me, it's always been ninjas. Like, I have okay. this vision of me and my partner being these two ninjas on a mission, you know, jumping through the trees at near silence with nothing but, you know, like a little bit of leaves falling down. And we we take care of the mission. And then we, you know, boom, ninjas. Who is this guy? That's
1: <laughs> yes, right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued.
2: Ninjas. Okay. <laughs> so, but my cousin, for him, is Bonnie and Clyde. Uh you know okay. all in Eden's is just me and my girlfriend you know like this it it's it's out there about just you and me against the world right right n- 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 no
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know like so much is expected from that notion um you know for you to 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 be able to read my mind like sometimes as a couple y'all are on the same page but sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're not even close. Yeah, you know, and to be sitting there looking at you know judging somebody because you know they're they're not dancing in step. What if the person can't dance? What if they got an inner ear infection? What if they Listen. used to dance but then broke their foot and they will never dance again? I'm just saying you can't have this notion of you know this, this fictional concept of uh, a person being able to. To live into this role that you've created, you know it may exist in some form, but to have that as like a blueprint and to judge the person if they don't live up to that is is a fallacy. So,
0: it's it's funny, man, when you say Bonnie and Clyde, because I've always wanted um, a woman and a partner who, when I come in, like, all right, so this is what we're gonna do, we go rob this bank. I want her to say. Uh. Or uh, we could <laughs> get get jobs and, and go yes, in that bank yes. and open an account. Absolutely, and work towards this other thing. Yeah, like <laughs> I think that if we don't trust, and, and you know, this goes both ways. Um, if we don't trust our partner to be counsel, and and listen, which also means you have to choose a partner who's good counsel. Yeah. Um, Mm. Then you are that you're walking a tightrope, right? Because we just what's the first thing we said? Man, Wednesday was tough. You know? And so I like the idea of having someone a, a fresh, a fresh pair of eyes, a fresh perspective, somebody else to say, Hey, you know what? You're slipping on that idea, but I like this other thing. Let's work on this thing.
1: Or someone As to sit there and to, be like, You you being real crazy right now. Like, no. Like, yeah. I, I like the grace. But I also think we need a partner to sit there and really jar us to get back to thinking coherently, you know, because, go ahead.
0: No, no, that's real. To trust Mm -hmm. them enough to give them the power to shut you down?
1: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Well, it it, it depends, right? Like, it, it depends. So again, if we go into this bank and... This person is ride or die, and she's like, Yeah, I'm well, we we gonna set it off. Like, nah, I might need somebody to be like, look, okay, they hiring down the street. Okay. Like, you got too much that you gonna lose. Right. You kinda well, need that Jekyll and Hyde.
2: My all right. So it's funny that we're all using like this criminal analogy. Uh <laughs> but, you know, there is we can't pretend like there isn't this notion of you know, as a man, even on something positive, because you know, there's some people who are like, man, I'm gonna get into this business venture. Um, what's the brother with the podcast, the social media thing? And you said, you us? know, he, he uh, yeah, yeah, us, like, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, man, no, the the dude, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Help me out <laughs> it's, here. There's three dudes. There's three believe father. <laughs> so the believe in father dude. Uh, oh, shout out! Hopefully, you'll be on our show one day. Um, you said that his his wife didn't get it at first. Right? right. And there's some people that if your your mate doesn't immediately pour into your your dream, then that person can't be the one for me. Because, you know, my 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 person would be in, you know, on board right or die. You know, it's OK for somebody to have to be to have to see it first. Right. You and, know, and, and it's to OK to, to trust and verify. No, absolutely.
0: And 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 just to be fair to his story, what he said was he realized that, oh, it's my responsibility to show her.
2: Exactly. You know,
0: and not just me talking and her caught up in my dream and okay, let's go do it. So um, yeah, no, I I, I think that's a dope example.
2: So that's mine. Let that okay. go, guys.
0: Yeah, listen, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> my, my second one is fairly straightforward. Um, you hear a lot, especially so um for a long time, nearly a decade, uh, I ran a mentoring program in DC, and most of the I would say 99 percent of the participants were brought to the program by a woman, and and they would say at some point, "You know, because a woman can't raise a man." and you know they had this mm. young man that they wanted to be raised. And you know, I would never tell a parent that they are wrong about something like that, you know, but I believe that to be a lie. Um, I mean, and not just from my own personal history, I grew up, uh, with a mother, a grandmother and a a SWAT team of aunts, but I think that we can do whatever we need to do as people. And I think that the irony is most of the concepts that we associate with manhood, uh, Honor, commitment, responsibility to community, um, thoughtfulness, civic mindedness, um, be a person of your word. All of these are concepts that have nothing to do with one gender or another. They can be modeled by your grandmother who goes to church mm-hmm. every, every week, your aunt who gets up every day and goes to do something or, or anybody. And so, um, that's, that's something that I think that, while I believe it's a lie, I think that it's insidious because it it robs the people who are doing the work of the mm. credit that they deserve because they're they're literally doing it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's mine.
1: Alrighty. I disagree.
0: That's just that's just yeah. straightforward. Solid. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. solid. Hey, it, it, if it's well. with me on that, okay. All right, be you <laughs> back.
1: <laughs> All right. So the second garment that I pulled out in this marriage thing. And so, this is what I would say many said was the foundation of all marriages. And oh, it is up. happy wife, happy life. Mm. And I tell you, I wore that. Be, be
2: careful, be careful. Man, listen, I wore that <laughs> what, what, like a sure, Carl Knight outfit sure in you the 90s. Proceed?
1: Man, <laughs> listen. Listen, I, but I want to, I want to, I want to dissect it. Right. Because yeah, oh, I you're do gonna feel get all the time
0: you need
2: brother.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, but hear me out. I feel that it is extremely important that my wife is happy and my goal every day is to do all that I can to make sure that she has a smile on her face. But I've often seen that, When that statement is made, it's almost made as a way of, you just want her to be happy, and the heck with you, right? Or it's been said, happy wife, the heck with you. You need to make sure that at the end of the day, you just want to sleep and not sleep with one eye open. And I think that it should definitely be the give and take. Right? Because not every day is going to be happy for either one of us. What's the inverse of that? Right? Sad husband, happy wife? Right? Mm-hmm. Or shouldn't it be, I don't know. And and I'm a newlywed. So, you know, you guys help me out. I, I, I want my wife to be happy, but you know what? I want to be happy too. Right. And when she's not happy, I shouldn't be walking around here happy. Right. And so I feel that we should flip this. And I don't necessarily know a new term that we could be using, but you happy know, spouse, I just, happy house. They, amen. Right, and 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 I feel again that is something that balances both of us out, right? Because I've seen marriages where whether the guy is just empty because he's given so much and the wife has given so much, they're not communicating, and it's not it's not a happy space. So mm-hmm. how can you make someone happy if you're not happy? You know, and so yeah, I'm, I, I've, I've probably dug myself into a hole, <laughs> and I can't, I can't get myself out. And so, if we need to uh, edit this, uh, nah. watermark market and, and take it out, and I'll come up with something different.
0: <laughs> so, what's interesting, B, and um, what I imagine, right, and I, I literally mean the word imagine, is that for this to be the case, right, the happy spouse, happy house. It would mean that so many things about that home are balanced, mm-hmm. and, and which is dope, right? Because I I think that it should be both of our responsibility to keep each other happy, but I also can hear. People and maybe I'm just making them up, saying I'm doing this, 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 this. I wish I would care about you, you being happy. You better, you know, do these dishes or pick up this kid. (laughs) But like in a home where where everybody is, like you said, where you said, listen, you put your feet up, I'm gonna get dinner started. You know, I know
1: that absolutely
0: that it's important to you to to dig in and and to make sure that you're just not like the reliever coming off the bench, but you know, you're a starter and your wife's a starter. Absolute, um, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Right
0: so no, I I, th- I think that's dope. And I think it's it's awesome to aspire to. I, I think that before you can aspire to it, there's some other groundwork, you know, oh, yeah. that that yeah, that, yeah. that has it's, to happen.
1: And that's the thing, right? Because it's, it's a process. And it's also a process at which you are going to make some mistakes, right? Because a lot of it is sure. based in assumption, right? Yeah. And so the, the assumption is, I got to do for you and I got to do everything for you. What about me? Right. It's a self, that's a very selfish take, right? Sure. And it's, it's not one that's open to truly engaging your spouse in a conversation where you are hearing what your missteps are and she's telling you what you're not listening to. And mm-hmm. so there needs to be, and again, I, I don't necessarily know when that is going to happen. I would like just today I was listening to uh TD Jakes, uh, and they were doing um um like a, a telebroadcast with other couples just about um you know how during this COVID are you and your spouse maintaining a sense of just good energy, good spirit, and every one of the mm-hmm. couples talked about. I've had to sit down and recognize that I have been making mistakes well beyond these last month or this last month that I wasn't Mm -hmm. mindful of. Now that I am forced to sit here and have to deal and Mm -hmm. learn and talk, I am not the best thing since pants in right? And so what they've then, you know, kind of alluded to is that a lot of the time with the spouses during this pandemic, we've had to talk. We've had to sit down and we've had to be in each other's midst because we can't go anywhere and new things have blossomed into how we can be a better couple throughout this pandemic. And so that is what this growth process is. And each day you realize that you are either making strides towards hitting that mountaintop or for every three steps back. Or three steps forward, you're taking 12 steps back. But at least you know the direction at which you are trying to go in the relationship.
2: Yeah, you up. got to put in the work, it, you know. Because The only thing I'll add to that is that's the quickest way to build some resentment. Mm-hmm.
1: Is it, mm-hmm. to,
2: to kind of uh, adopt that because that same person who says that eventually at some point in time is going to go back to this whole 50-50 thing or you know, you decided it's gonna be, you know, 80 20. And you're gonna be you're gonna be resentful. You're gonna be resentful. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be, what did you say? You you teach people how to treat you. They're gonna be wondering what changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you create this precedent and they wanna they wanna get mad. mm
0: Nah. But I thought you said. <laughs> right.
2: So no. Nope. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay.
0: All right. Now let's get to the truths.
2: So my truth is based around a real simple concept uh, taught to me by my mother. And Mm -hmm. basically, it's you put more weight on respect than anything else. So like, for example, true love is 51% respect and only 49% love, you know, and where I come from, with that is, you know, I know people who who love people who still cheat, but they ain't about to cheat on somebody they respect. It's oh, a different, okay. it, it 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 hit different. <laughs> Okay. Uh my mom has always been real big on respect. Even when uh, like I was dating, you know, they they're old school and you know, they're West African, Panamanian. We didn't have um we didn't have like conversations about like sex and stuff like that. It just they just didn't do that back then. But what but what my mom did say was as you're dating these young girls, you have to respect them wholeheartedly. Uh and It's it's never failed me. You know, all those conversations about yes means yes and no means no. Guess what? If you're in respect mode as a priority, all of that kind of falls into place. So a simple truth is, um, you know, respect holds a lot more weight than anything else. If that's the foundation, uh, a lot of relationships in your life, uh, period, will be will be solid.
0: Okay, that's what's up. Um, my truth is fairly straightforward. Um, shout out to the Bryant family. Kobe Bryant died in February. And after he passed, there were lots of pictures and rightly so. Um, not just Kobe died. Kobe died. His daughter Gianna died and several other people died on the helicopter. Um, there were all the, the, the girl dad hashtags going around and uh, people hit me up. They're like, oh, I know you're going to post something. And I was like, nah, not really. And not not to be, not for any particular reason other than, you know, my daughter's nine. Like, it's been the two of us. She's been my road dog from jump, you know, and that that doesn't change with, with all due respect um, because someone outside of our family passed. And I, I've kind of been disappointed that, that's falling off so bad. Mm. I mean, like I, I, I thought that it was, you yeah, know, it was dope that people are finally like celebrating the fact that they have daughters and they're doing things with these, with their daughters. And to be fair, I mean, the whole world has changed in the last couple months. So maybe they're just not out doing stuff, but it seems like it was just a flash in the pan. And mm. now that moment is over. Uh, so it's definitely a truth that that being a girl dad is dope. Girls are awesome. Um it is it is absolutely my favorite thing to to be my daughter's father. But uh where y'all at?
2: I think Snoop uh ruined the whole girl dad thing. <laughs> Sorry Snoop. What did he
1: do? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it was weird. It was it was weird because um, you know there was the whole girl dad thing, and it was getting pressed. And this is the reason why. I, yeah, I try not to get caught up in those fads. But then he had the whole um, thing with Gail. and you know he said some some real jacked up stuff. Uh, uh, I think he said he was gonna hit her with a slipper or something like that. It was crazy. And uh, he said a lot. He said yeah, a whole it, lot. He said it he was, called yeah. out a name. So, um, you know, there was some there was some legitimate backlash where it was like, you know, how in one breath you're going to be girl dad and and then in another breath, um, you're going to be, uh, you know, p- publicly and, and inciting violence towards a woman, it, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even just, you know, calling her out. It was saying, you know, I wish somebody would, would take care of you. So um, I remember. There was just so much um, like, oh, where's all that girl dad now? And for me, that's when I I felt like it dropped off. I just after that, it was kind of like, well, you know, I I guess it's a wrap. And just like you said, if if it's a way of life, you don't need the hype. You know, it's good. Maybe, you know, for all the great great that it did. Awesome.
1: But it got to be a way of life. So
0: no pressure.
1: I mean tell me tell me about it, I gotta bring it all home, so you know, I love my dad to death, and my dad was uh someone that grew up in the fifties sixties and didn't have his dad, and so affection wasn't something that he experienced at a very young age, so Like I've always said, my dad has done and continued to do the best he could do with what he had. For that, I loved him for who he was and what he gave me. And as my dad and I started to redevelop our relationship as I got older, um, us saying, I love you to each other um, became something that felt more real and felt more comfortable. Um, And so I want to bring this home with saying, Don't ever be above the I love you, because those three words can make someone's day. It can make someone's moment, and it can actually mend any broken fences that may be a part of the relationship. There isn't a day that goes by where I don't tell my son I love him. And if it's the first thing I say to him, it will be the last thing I say to him when he goes to sleep. And I don't want my son or my wife to feel that I take those three words for granted. And I also want them to know that it means something to me when they say it to me, you know, and so I just wanted to let the truth be that when love is the foundation of whatever you do the person on the receiving end will benefit from your grace because you've just centered them to be more than who they may be. And so at the end of the day, never be above saying, I love you.
2: Facts. There it is. There it is. (laughs) I'm with you.
0: So we record these episodes in advance And by the time this episode comes out, Mother's Day will have passed. Um, And so this certainly will not be timely in that regard. But we want to be very clear about the value and the role that mothers play and have played in our lives. So um, just wanted to make a little space for each brother to say whatever is on his heart as it relates to Mother's Day. And, um, And then we'll close out.
2: Alright, I'll jump in. Um, you know, my my wife shared an article recently about the um the mental load uh, that women that women carry. Uh, and I just I think it's really important uh for all the women to know that, you know, um I I can't speak for all men, but many of us, and especially for us that are really working at being great men, that we recognize it. Um and we just we appreciate you and um you know we want to to lessen that load. And I'll say it specifically to Mallory. Uh if you hear this love, uh, you know, you won't have to ask. I'm jumping in there. Um, I'm gonna keep doing it, and I'm gonna keep continuing to even try to be better. And, uh, for my mother, um, you know, I just appreciate you so much. Uh, you're, I, I didn't realize how infinite love could be, uh, until uh, I became an adult and got married and, you know, really had to see, you know, what I have to do to make things work and then to know what you have done to make things work. Uh, with my dad and with, you know, your previous marriages, it's not easy. Um, but, and for you to still possess so much love, uh, is just amazing. So, uh, I love you and I commit to both
1: of you to help you carry that load. B. So <clears throat> I, uh, want to let it be known that, um, there is no one more important to me than the love of my life. And Faiza, I just want to let you know that you are not only a super woman, but you are a super wife and you are a super mother. And there isn't a day that goes by where I am in awe at what not only you do professionally, but what you do personally. And I know that at times, My mood swings and my anxiety can overtake um, just us, but I see you shining and I see everything that you're doing. And for that, um, I just want to commend you um, and just celebrate you on this Mother's Day. I also want to give a shout out to my mother, um, who was back in Wisconsin. And she told me when I got married that she would be losing a son and my mother-in-law would be gaining a son. Mm. But remember, you are never going to lose me. You are always going to be sound mind and in my heart. And now that we have Nas, you have two guys that are going to always be there for you. And so, uh, Mom, back in Milwaukee, I know that you are by yourself, uh, but you are never by yourself because, as I told you before and I'll tell you again, Brian got you. And I let you go. Love you, Ma.
0: I know that's right. Um, First and foremost, uh, to Bobby, thank you. I mean, there is no, nothing I could say that would truly convey the appreciation that I have for the work that you did and are still doing. You know, um, back in the days when It was that duct tape type of childhood where we're just trying to keep it all together. You know, I can remember you with the LA Times pulling out the calendar section, trying to figure out what free events were going on. And when we had a little more, we did a little more, but we never let what our resources were impact the value or the love or the experiences that you poured into me. And I only hope that that I do as a father um, the type of job that you did justice. And um I'm lucky because I still have you, you know. Um you're calling Ella every Wednesday and doing lessons via Skype. And that's just that's just who and how you are. And I thank you for that. And I love you. And to Tamika, you know, um, we're not together. Um, we are so much better as parents for Ella than I ever imagined. And and I thank you for having the courage to say without a blueprint you know let's let's build something that's valuable let's build something that will serve our child in a way that neither of us have known you know you grew up with your parents i grew up without two parents but we were able to cobble together a type of existence that we are still working on um but that really serves our daughter i we have the happiest child i've ever seen and that is only because of the work that that we're able to do together and i thank you for everything that you do um And I wish you a happy Mother's Day. So with that, I don't think there's much else to be said, fellas. Um, Thank you um, to all the moms out there, to all the mother figures out there. I hope you had a great Mother's Day. And um, this has been the Dad Jeans Podcast. Check
2: check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast. uh, Listening, what's it called? Platform. 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 Uh, it's very important. it gives us what we need to to rise in the ranks and we appreciate you.
0: Share us the way the way that that, that we build and grow is is by getting feedback and being shared with other people. so uh, we appreciate every bit of feedback we appreciate your time and uh, we thank you for checking us out till the next time
2: Peace 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 take care.